0: Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasick and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. So today I did a double interview. I was joined by, uh, first off, I was joined by Mark Hallow. And we went through our twenty twenty two best twenty two team yeah i did an episode oh, i think it was a week or two ago going through my best twenty two uh version one he he obviously had his uh best twenty two as well pretty similar teams we just uh discussed uh certain individual players like you know Jared polak Bailey scott and, and and a few others um amongst the discussion and um yeah it was uh yeah it was pretty uh good chat and I was also joined by Hayden stringer um yeah, we, we discussed uh, the match sim game uh, last Friday, I believe it was. So yeah, just talked, uh, there's plenty of talking points about uh, how we played, how we played, uh, which individual players stood out and which players probably didn't uh, play as well. Uh, don't forget to check out my last episode, uh, which was a couple of days ago now, I did an interview with Winston Abraham, uh, that was a... Very good interview. Uh, talk about his career, 110 games, and you know, uh, also got uh, to know him personally as well, a little bit as well, just uh, where he grew up and uh, how he grew up and how he ended up playing, ended up getting uh, to play football. So yeah. Anyways, I'll bring on Mark Halo, Halo first, and then I'll go straight to Hayden Stringer after that. So here is Mark. I'm joined by Mark Halo. Is it Halo or Halo?
1: Hello, there's no halo, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) Like Beyonce. So, yeah. Yeah, That's right. Uh, Hello. Uh, We're just going through our round one, version one teams uh, for 2022. Obviously, this is subject to change in the next few weeks, depending on pre-season and so forth. So, Mark, I'll just get you to go through the back line uh, and who you got there first.
1: Sure. So, I've got uh, Luke McDonald, Mackay, uh, Zeeble, and then half-back line, Hall, Core, and Turner. Uh, yeah. And then uh, alongside that, you can put Walker, who I'd have on the bench. Um, so it's almost a group of seven, really. Yeah, yeah, basically, depending on matchups, I suppose.
0: Um, yeah, right. I mean, uh, I suppose the only one that can you could think, like, I mean, there's no, no real competition for key position players, is there? Like, um, uh, I think you've got Matt McGuinness is probably the next tallest, uh, but he, he's still mm. uh, very much in the development stage. So he's probably not going. To, and Marty Hoare, obviously is not going to get on the list. He's going to be in the VFL team. So you're probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, who's the next after that? You might even think about Aiden Bonner. You wouldn't have him in a team at, at this stage.
1: Well, he, he's going to be struggling with fitness at yeah. this stage, but he'll he'll be certainly be thereabouts once he's once he's up and going. And if there's any injuries to any of the tools, that would that would almost automatically bring him in. But you know, with, Ed, with, with the way the season's likely to go with things like COVID and injuries, I think a lot of these fringe guys are going to get games within the first three or four rounds anyway. Yeah, yeah. You think um, that? Well, it looks like COVID has settled down a
0: little bit over the last few. So hopefully, um, you know, another month or so, it's, uh, it really settles down. Because, you know, I mean, we've seen it affect uh, the women's game with a few um, postponements and so forth. A lot of games getting uh, shifted around and that. But uh, at this stage, um, the AFL might be okay as far as that goes. You might get the odd one or two that
1: uh, gets it. Yeah. But I, think, I, I, I think a number of the players have already had it, so ho- hopefully they're okay for at least the first few months. Yeah, the only other thing I'd say about the back line is outside of Aaron Hall, at some stage they're probably going to want to look at getting a bit more speed in there. Mm. Um, I mean, Luke's not slow by any stage, but... but yeah. um, Outside of Hall though, there's no there's no elite speed in that backline. Yeah. So, and look, whether you know Perez Gota would be two that they definitely want to look at at some stage. I think?
0: Yeah, I mean, Flynn Perez is obviously coming off uh, another ACL, mm. so he'll probably take a bit yeah. of, of the reserves. You'd have to think. And Josh Goeta's a uh, first year player. Player. I mean, they've made a bit of an effort to obviously go after him and probably been at uh dash and halfback flanker. So yeah, I mean, mm. like, and, but, but I couldn't agree more. It's probably Aaron Hall at the moment. And that's, that's probably the one that gives you that rebound 50. And he was very good at that last year. So we found a right. rough there. We'll go to the midfield. So who you got in the, on the wing and in center square?
1: Yeah, well this, it, it's the center squares is, is simple, is easy enough. It's the wings that are a bit more contentious. So I'm, I'm assuming Simpkin will be the, that will start yeah. in the middle. Uh, And at the moment, I've got Powell and Stevenson uh, on those wings. And then, uh, of course, those two can also play in the middle and also play up forward. So there's some flexibility there. And then, you know, the question marks are around Scott and Polak in particular. We can talk a bit bit about that in a sec.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I might as well go straight to Jared Polak. Um, Mm. Obviously, uh. He's uh, the much maligned player of, of the group. Uh, some people have um, got him in. Some people have got him out. He's clearly out of favour with some supporters uh, who don't really rate him. That's probably work ethics. Uh, why, do, why don't you have him
1: in the team at this stage? Because I don't have him in Oh, uh, I, 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 I mean, look, and the problem with, with us as supporters is when you go to a game, you're, you're watching what players are doing when they've got the ball or they're around, around the ball. Yeah. But... But the coaches are looking at what they're doing when they haven't got the ball as much as, as when, when they don't. So as far as, you know, that's why Turner's on the leadership group. Yeah. Um, because his defensive efforts are so good and it's why they love Mahoney. And, and that's why Polak often finds himself out of the side. It's not because yeah. he lacks skill. You can almost guarantee he'll get 25 possessions every time he plays on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's skillful, so it, yeah. there's nothing to criticise from from a talent perspective. It's just that he, he he's failed to play by team rules a few times, and um, he's probably got a bit of trust to win back. But if he if he does all those things right, I'm sure he'll find his way into the side at some point.
0: Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. I think it's yeah. Look, I think it's an attitude thing. Like, I'm not sure that he really really wants to play uh, AFL football. Um, well, for us, I think. I think the offer was just too good for him to refuse a few years back where he's got a fair bit of money. But I, I believe mm-hmm. he's got to start in reserves and earn his, yeah, like you said, earn his uh, trust back because his attitude has been lacking. Like, I've got no doubt he's most, you know, in our best 12 players on the list, you know, as far as talent goes. But it's yeah. more uh, what he does, yeah, like uh, outside of uh, the four walls because, like, even you look at pre-season, I mean, they're talking up a lot of players, but he hasn't been mentioned once. And... um yeah, no. you, you might see the odd picture or something like that they put up of him. But, yeah, I think he's on the outside looking in. And I think he's got to do the right things in the reserves first. If His attitude's pretty good there. There's no doubt he'll play good games in the reserves based on his mm-hmm. talent. But it's more uh, if his attitude is right and he plays a, you know, a team-first game and you know, his individual brilliance comes into it after that, then, uh, yeah, he'll probably get, look, I think he'll get his opportunity anyway during the year, but I, I don't think he's in our best 22 at the moment, just based on that.
1: No. And I mean, and if you look at the two I've got there at the moment, it's, it's hard to argue against Stevenson and Powell. I mean, it's, it's there's some serious good young talent around. Yeah, so, yeah. He is going to have to work hard to get in because um, those two are automatic picks. It's just a question of whether they play there or they can play in other positions. Obviously, yeah. Power, um, yeah. power pa, pa, pa in particular is very exciting.
0: Yeah, is um. I think he looked pretty good in the intra club match last week. Did a couple of really nice things. Uh, yeah, very good uh, in close. Um, seems to be a player that uh, finds
1: time for himself just through yeah I- instinct. Freakish. Yeah, yeah. Freak, freak, freakish in that way. I mean, I, I'm. In his first um, four or five games, I was saying at the time, I've never seen a young player come in with that sort of vision, yeah. um, and and the use of his hands to get the ball to, to people under pressure was unbelievable for a first year player. So if he he looks a lot stronger now, um, which is which is great for him because the only thing was holding him back last year was his size. But um, he looks he looks like he's he's going to go to another level this year. So that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I've I've definitely got him in a 22. Like I think he'll be right, like you said, maybe on the wing, half forward, definitely in the midfield for spells um, because he's going to be pretty important because we're not too sure what's going on with Jed Anderson at the moment. We're hearing a lot of stories about him and obviously – It doesn't look good. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good. And obviously Ben Cunnington, uh, yeah. I think his uh, well, help has got to come first and foremost, so we might not see him for a long time. So yeah, yeah. he's going to be very important and
1: probably get his opportunity with Jed. So, oh, very good. No, um, that's yeah. that's a good point. They won't. They will certainly won't rush Ben back. And um, I just I don't like what I'm reading about Jed. It just doesn't. The fact that there's going to be a uh, they're going to announce something on Monday. Yeah. So just 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 the fact that they're saying they're going to announce something doesn't sound positive. No, um, No.
0: Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm obviously hearing a lot of things that he doesn't want to get it. Um, because, uh, you know, his reaction to the first dose. But, uh, yeah, I mean,
1: if he doesn't get it, then that's that's pretty much it for his AFL career. You would have to it's very, think. Yeah, it's sad for him and his family. It's just, anyway, it is what it is. There's not much you can do, but uh, it's a pity.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's obviously cost uh, Liam Jones, a, you know, a fair bit of money mm. in his AFL career, so yeah. I mean, if, it, if you can't, sometimes you just can't ask uh, sway a person's opinion, can you? So, no, we'll, no. We'll, we'll see how we go. What about?
1: Uh, we'll go to the forward line. Who you got there? And uh, this is not the forward line. I find difficult because yeah. last year I was spent the first seven or eight rounds or most of the season actually lamenting the fact we didn't have enough tall support or quality tall support to help Larky in the forward line, and yeah. now and now it feels like we've got with Comben and. Um, CCJ there, mm. um, on top of Zerha, it's it's starting to work. It's starting to get more difficult to squeeze in some of the smaller players. So it's it, it's interesting. But I, I've gone with um, half forward Zerha, Combin Thomas, yeah. uh, Jason Horn, Francis, Larky, and, and CCJ. Yeah. Um, and I I, I it, I'd, I'd love to have Eddie Ford in there. so I just can't can't squeeze him in at the moment. Um, and Mahoney and and even Spicer. It's just although Spicer's injured. So, yeah. I, again, again, I think that there'll be plenty of changes around that forward line as the season goes through. But, look, I admit I'm a big Combin fan, so I can't leave him out. Yeah. Uh, and he's and he's quick and he's flexible and he's agile, so it allows does allow us to be a bit taller. Yeah. Um, and and think- Zerhal might play a bit further up the field from that half-forward flank. He might play a bit higher this year. Yeah, yeah.
0: It gives him the luxury of uh, pushing up the ground if, if he has to. No, I couldn't agree more with even with Combin, I think, you know, the versatility he'll bring to the team as well. Like if there's an injury like Ben McKay goes down, he had, he has trained with the back one during preseason. It's in yes. He's a player that could go back there if if yeah you know, if uh break class in case of emergency sort of thing. And it's just yeah, yeah. I mean, you have seen I've seen enough for him even that game against Sydney. Just um his agility and mobility, you know, even across ground, uh, he's got that natural relief. And even in the yeah. uh, match sim game, I heard good things about him that he was um, he was very good in that. And he's got uh, – oh, He's, he's a tough. Pretty, yeah, very special talent. And hopefully touch wood and touch everything else, um, that uh, he stays fit and healthy because would uh, be very important to our forward structure going forward for the coming years. So yeah, he, he
1: throw he throws himself into packs. So it'll be a lot harder for opposition to um to be intercept marking against us next year, which was a real problem, especially at the start last year. But yeah, he he's exciting. He's got a big leap. He's he's reasonably quick and uh, he's aggressive, as is Callum Coleman Jones. So yeah, 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 it'll be make life a lot easier for Larky, you would think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: you've obviously got Calvin Coleman Jones. You've got uh, Todd Goldstein. Uh, you, you don't see any chance of Tristan Sherry getting in the team, do you?
1: I, I, I can't see it at the moment unless they start to um, rest Goldstein to to try and start the transition yeah. um, w- with the view that they'd want to keep Zeri at the club post this year. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you have to assume if he plays a full season in the in the seconds next year, it's going to be hard to hold on to him. No, nah, uh, yeah,
0: hundred yeah, percent. And he's had a contract coming up to this year. I, I understand he's had a very good preseason. David Nobles talked him up that the competition is between him and Colin Coleman Jones. But I, 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 I think that's just talk at the moment. I think it's just uh, mm. blind smoke. And um, yeah. yeah, I think Callum Coleman Jones is definitely going to be the main man. And I think that transition will happen between them two. Um, yeah. Like, I think Colin Cullen Jones will will spend it probably 40% ruck and Goldstein can be a very good forward, I think. And, but, yes. You know, yeah. But I think we've got to move past, like, I mean, you would know over the last few years, the, the games that we have won, we've relied too much on Ben Cunnington and Todd Colton. It's got got to come
1: from other players now, doesn't it? It does. And that, and that's why I was exciting in that West Coast game, uh, you know, see someone like Stevenson have 30, I think it was 37 possessions. Um, yeah. And then you've seen Simpkin win the best and fairest. Yeah. You know, you've seen McDonald win a best and fairest. You saw Zerhar and Larky take over the forward line in the second half of last year. You saw you know, Powell do what he did at the start of the season. And, and LDU had a big step up as well. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Phillips is the next one who's about to have a big. Oh, sorry. I, I left out Thomas. He had an amazing second half of last year. Yeah.
0: Well, he was um, our third, third leading goalkeeper last year, too. He kicked 24 goals. So, yeah. He's, I think he played. Yeah. Predominantly midfield, with spells of forward line. He'll obviously be rotating with Stevenson and a number
1: of others that will go through there as well. So yeah,
0: no. It'll be yeah, there's, there's
1: there's there's no shortage of quality through the midfield. I I think people were a bit harsh on Phillips last year, but they've got to remember he did he he missed the whole year the year prior. But they had no, yeah, he missed his top end year of under 18s which makes life very difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, I- Jason Orn Francis won't have that problem, which is handy. Yeah, well he yeah, he's got a lot. Like, there's a lot of talk. Um, you know,
0: uh like David Noble said a couple a week ago or so that uh, he's, he's he's a chance for round one. I have got no doubt he's <laughs> in round one. Like he's he's in the team, basically. Like absolutely. Yeah there's no um, question. You wouldn't think do you think any other rookies are a possibility
1: for round one? I couldn't see it at the moment, could you? Like Josh uh, Godo or yeah. i think I, I don't think so i think the one who's put the hand up uh, to to potentially play in you know some slides in the first half of the year is, is curtis he's the one they're telling me looks really comfortable in the um practice matches on in the game simulation anyway yeah. match simulation
0: um, no mm, That's an
1: interesting so he, mm, but i uh, look i'm sure Goda will play this year at some point I'm sure they'll want to have a look at him but and he's my understanding is in the match, sim again, his kicking skills have been outstanding and his run off half back. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't, can't see them squeezing in for round one unless some, you know, we get a few injuries, which is always possible. Or look, you don't know who'll step up in the first few practice matches either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's
0: still time. Yeah. I mean, we've um, seen last year like Charlie Lazaro got picked round one um, for, for good form in the preseason. season. So, you, I mean, you never know, do you, at the end of the day? So.
1: Yeah, well, he's a, he's a bit of the forgotten man, Charlie, but I'm sure he's he's thereabouts. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll oh, go on. Sorry. So I was just going to say. So I had, in terms of the the uh, followers, I've got Goldstein, LDU, and and Greenwood. Probably no surprises there. Yeah. Uh, Greenwood's obviously going to be very important now that no Anderson, no Cunnington. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, just especially with the young kids, just having that big body in there will be fantastic. What a what a piece of genius that looks like now.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. I definitely I wasn't too sure at the time. I was thinking uh, like when it happened, I thought, oh, are you know, we're you know, a developing team, you know, we're rebuilding. Um mm. while we're getting a thirty year old in effectively next year. But um you look at it now, you gotta you gotta have that big body uh to protect the youngsters. We we probably won't have Ben Cunnington to do that for yeah, you know, who knows how long. And, yeah, well, looking like – maybe they already knew Jed Anderson was – there was going to be question marks about him or something like that, so they probably thought – uh, like
1: Yeah, I, I was the same. At first, I was a bit confused by it, given we had so many young midfielders that we need to get games into. But, you know, once I understood it, it, it did make sense. And, of course, now it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, yeah. And I, I think he's, he's going to age well as well, Greenwood. I think, like, he's he pretty much gets – does most of his work as a uh, – a stoppage sort of player. He can go forward and take a mark and, and kick a yep. goal, but uh, I think most of his work is done in the stoppages and he'll definitely help, um, uh, you know, the young young guys and protect them a bit. If, if, they, if he feels like they're getting bullied by the bigger bodies, you know, from other teams, then he'll definitely go in and uh, do the team thing. And uh, he's probably yeah. a player that can lock down on the, on the opposition's... Uh, Gun player, if he's getting on top, you know, like let's say Pemblebury's had twenty odd possessions in the first half, he's the type of player that can go on him and,
1: you know, really shut the influence. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And and if, if you know, players like Cripps and, and those sort of big body um, elite midfielders, uh, he'll be he'll be really important in those sort of games. Uh, yeah. Petrarca and you know, in the Melbourne with their, their big bulls they've got in there, you need someone like him. Yeah, yeah, um, to, to yeah. help the young kids for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So, who you got an
1: interchange to finish off your team? So, uh, Walker, um, you can almost guarantee I, th- yeah. I think he'll 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 play there, and it'll just depend on matchups. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I've got and then Phillips I pencil in as almost a certainty, and, and then it gets a bit harder. And I've got not sure who will be the sub, but uh, I've got Curtis Taylor, Mahoney, and Scott. Yeah, right. Uh, and and, and that those three. Um, I mean, look to be fair, I, I don't really think all three of them have done a hell of a lot wrong. Curtis Taylor probably didn't improve as much last year as we expected. He had a good 2020. Yeah. Um, and he was useful last year without really taking a big step up. So he'd be looking – and I think, look, they're going to give him a bit more time around the ball, uh, maybe on the wing as well. But um, he's he's one, I think, he's certainly got some class. So I'd like to see him improve. Mahoney's a great he, – look, he might be a certainty, Mahoney. I think they rate him very highly. Yeah, they and do. Scott, but, yeah, and, and look, Scott, um, so I just think Scott's got a lot of talent, but he we haven't seen the best of him yet. I, I still think that he's got a bit left in him. Yeah. Uh, what um, do you think
0: his best position is?
1: Oh, oh, he lo- He looks like a winger to me. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he, he can, he's quick and he can run up and down the ground. You know, he can, he's, he's very good defensively. His running yeah. patterns are good defensively. And yeah. interestingly, though, whenever he goes forward, he seems to kick goals. He, 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 he's yeah. clever around the forward line. So... I'd look, I'd like to see him on a wing. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think wing,
0: half forward, probably rotating between that. Uh, it's a big issue yeah. for him because it's a contract year, so he'll probably be thinking that uh, yeah, he want to get uh, he want to have a you know a good season so he can get paid effectively. And otherwise, yes. he might find himself getting another one year deal and playing you know playing on the edge. So yeah, it, it's probably it's probably a bit early for him to say he's at the crossroads at the moment. Being only twenty twenty one, Marnie, like you said. Yeah, very. Yeah, they rate him very highly, and he's probably a player that's um, like we've got, a you know, good, yeah, you know, forward line, but they're not exactly defensive forwards. Whereas he can be that sort of defensive forward that um, yeah you know, runs, chases, stops a rebound, fifties as much. So yeah. where a yeah. lot of teams rely on that transition football from one end of the ground to the other, he can really help that structure. So if yeah. he
1: could, if he could average a goal a game, I yeah. think he'd be with with his defensive um, skills. That yeah. that'd be all you'd ask of him. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, you know, we but look Turner used to cop it because he he probably averaged less than a goal in a game, but he was he used to shut down the the best half. He'd play on the best halfback flanker, running half back flanker. So he had, and Mahoney does a bit of that as well. So we, you have you have to allow a bit of that, but I, you'd like to see him look average around a goal a game, I guess.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you might have to kick the ball more than thirty five meters, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, that's that's probably the Achilles heel for him. He doesn't doesn't have a penetrating kick, but yeah, wow. I, mean, I guess he's just got to find a way, don't you? He does get a few goal assists, so yeah, he does he does get involved. But um, yeah, he, he, like you said, he, he's probably a player, and it really needs twenty plus goals this season to really make a contribution. So yeah, it's an interesting one. Oh, it's pretty you've pretty much got a pretty similar uh, team to me. Uh, I had I think I had Eddie Ford in the team, but and that was about yeah, yeah difference. And, yeah, he's probably a player. I I, I don't know. I just... Because I, I feel like uh, we're a bit top-heavy with uh, midfielders that uh, put a lot of square pegs in round holes just by putting them in a forward pocket because they're in your best 22. So, I just had Eddie Ford in there. Just, um, I, I, I don't know. He's got that little bit of X factor to
1: him. So, he and Curtis... Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, he's, he's a real talented Ford. I mean, I, I didn't like leaving him out. But it's, I just it's with Zerha and the three yeah. tools, I'm just finding it hard to, to, to fit him in. But... Um, He'll play plenty of footy this year, surely. Yeah.
0: Uh, look, I'll, I'll take my year. I mean, unless there's injuries or anything like that. And you're going to get, like, there's no way, like, we, we sort of sit here, but there's going to be injuries across the year, suspensions, uh, rests, probably for certain older players. So, you know, yeah. I mean, this is the best 22, but that's with all things being equal. And, yeah, we haven't been uh, exactly blessed with uh, having injury free uh, uh, rounds or anything like that. So we'll definitely. We haven't.
1: What's that? We haven't. But I was going to say we haven't. We certainly weren't blessed with um, a good injury run at the start of last year. But we are in a much better place going into this season so far. And if you apart from obviously Jed and Ben, but um, outside of that, we're actually in a pretty good situation. Um, yeah, we were yeah. having a lot of in, a lot of injuries in the preseason last year. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. yeah was, hence was... the ch- hence the changing of the guard with um, the performance fitness side oh. of things. Yeah. Um, and apparently they've done a very good job straight up, so that, that um that'll be interesting. Uh, the what the way it's been explained is that they're focused more on power uh, and speed in the preseason rather than endurance. So it's um, and Noble's saying they've they've trained strength and fitness wise to the way they want to play, so a bit more explosive, yeah. uh, which why a lot of them look a lot bigger as well potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose a lot of, Well, I mean, we've got the younger list, so they're going to put on muscle the more times they go in a gym uh, a lot quicker Sorry. than an older, older guy. But um, yeah, they're they're looking um, they they're looking very good in the preseason. So uh, at this stage, and like you said, I haven't heard too many. Like Aiden Bonner's obviously got the uh, long term injury,
1: but they reckon he's ahead of schedule as well. So, yes. Yeah. So yeah, Eric yeah. go. Perez obviously, Perez obviously ha- hasn't been able to play in the uh, match sim yet, so they're going to take it slowly with him. Yeah. Um, but, but there's no rush. You know, the last thing he needs is another knee injury.
0: No, hundred oh, percent. He's already had two, so and he's only twenty years old. Yes. Or something. So we can't. That's and he's a very highly talented footballer. So we obviously need him to stay fit because, you know, I think he only. I think uh, in 2020 he ended up playing five, six games even without a preseason, and you could see the talent that he had. So, yeah, he's oh, uh, yeah. he's, yeah. One, to, he's yeah. one to watch out for the future, a bit like Charlie Charlie Combin. So, yeah, well, um, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. Here we go. And obviously, uh, we've just got news. Um, we'll talk about this. Uh, Jack zeebel has been renamed captain. You happy with that?
1: I'm not unhappy with it. Um, yeah. I just thought when we, as we get getting to his last two years, that they might have started helping him uh, transition a new captain. But um, the players obviously voted him in, and you know that's understandable. He's a great leader. Yeah. Uh, and he's coming off coming off a great season. I, I, you would have to think it's his last year as captain, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, it was quite good last year. And I think it transitioned into the following year. And he probably, probably just mentored Jai Simkin or Luke McDonald, whoever wants to be the captain after that, to yeah. how it's all done. But, you know, I, I think he deserved it. I think he deserved another yeah. season. I, I was quite happy for him to have it. So, yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's a leadership group. Like outside of our uh, coin, what, what else does a captain do? So, you know, and is the, you know, the, That's right. The most of the clubs, so, you yeah, when the media, media conferences and stuff. So, so I think it can be a bit overblown who's captain. I think it's, you know, these days it's a leadership group. We've obviously seen Aidan um and Nick Larkey go into the leadership mm-hmm. group. So there's about eight blokes in there and uh, uh, they're all equal as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I agree. Look, I'm very excited Nick Larkey's in there because that, to me, suggests he's, he's taken a step up again yeah. through the preseason. Yeah, uh, and he's he's already kicked forty two last year. So and he looks he looks in great nick. So hopefully he's he's uh, ready to go to another level again, which would be very exciting. Given he's going to have that extra support around him.
0: Oh, hundred percent. And um, yeah, and that, that was a big difference. There was a lot of it was all all on him last year. We didn't have much help. Like we tried Christian Sherry, who probably wasn't up to being a forward. Yeah, no, he was, he was not up to being a forward. He's a ruckman. Uh, unfortunately, we got Todd Goldstein. Um, in your team, then uh, you're probably going to be second ruckman, uh, probably one of the greatest ever ruckmen, if not our greatest ever ruckman. And, and yes. I found like when he did go the ruck last year, we, we sort of struggled a bit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, I,
1: mean I think I, he's I, got the I think he's got the talent to, to play in the you know certainly in the ruck. And I think it, it, look, he, he probably look, he just looked to me like he lacked a bit of confidence. He dominated the VFL and came up and just wasn't sure he belonged yet. And I think he, he'll overcome that, but um. Yeah. He probably just needs games, which is, as you said, it's bloody difficult when you've got, you know, close to our best ever ruckman playing in the side, and, and yeah. he's he's virtually gone through his whole career never injured goal scene, so it's not he's, he's <laughs> probably got a, another couple of years left based on that. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, yeah that's it. So I, I think he's 33, maybe turning 34 soon. So mm. yeah, I mean, this these this day and age with sports science, he could probably go another year or two after that. And if it's another year or two, you you might be getting Jacob Edwards coming through as well. So. Oh, yeah. that's
1: a good that's a good point. He, I've I've seen a few highlights from him in the match simulation. He, um, I mean, it's very very early in his raw, but boy, does he have a bit of talent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, this is
0: basically his first year, but if he oh. he, he could dominate more than uh, Tristan Sherry in the reserves, and you know, like that could be it for Tristan Sherry. He might have to find another club at the end of the season. So. Yeah, well, uh, we'll I guess we'll see how we pan out. But um, yeah, well, like we've sort of mentioned, I, don't, I can't see uh, Tristan Cherry getting a game. So yeah. Wow. Anyways, uh, Mark, it was a pleasure uh, getting getting uh, your team out today just uh, to talk about that. Um, yeah, thanks very much for coming on the show. Uh, we can, wow. can find you on uh, Twitter.
1: You can uh, – oh, it's uh, just um, under my own name, Mark Hello on Twitter. And thank you very much for for, uh, for having me. I've, been, I've always enjoyed the show and uh, was, yeah, really happy to come on.
0: I no, appreciate the nice words, Mark. And, uh, yeah, I'll, when the season gets a bit closer, we might have a version two of uh, our teams and see how we go there after a few pre-season games. Sensational. Yeah, sounds good. You enjoy the rest of the evening, Mark. Thanks for coming on. Good on you, Dean. Thanks, Mark. All right, so I'm here joined by Hayden Stringer. So first, uh, first things first, Hayden, you aren't related to Jake Stringer at all, are you?
2: <laughs> uh, I believe actually distant cousins, but we won't talk about that.
0: No, oh, well, there might be might be a short interview if you are a bit closer to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. No, we'll uh, we'll move on and uh, maybe uh, we can move past this. But uh, well, we haven't got off to the greatest start by the sounds of it. So we'll, we'll see how we go. So, yeah, obviously, you are at uh, the game, uh, the match team game last Friday. Um, Just explain to us how the game went. What were the quarter lengths? Was it like a 20-minute quarter length or, you know, like a normal game or was it a bit shorter? And were there there two coaches, like like David Noble coaching one team and maybe an assistant
2: the another team? Um, So, yeah, it was was a 20-minute, like, allotment, but no stoppage or anything like that. Um, Uh So it was more or less like a... As close as you'd probably get to a a game day situation as you could at this time of the year, I reckon. Um, But actually, I thought it was interesting. Um, They all met together at the end of each quarter. So both teams would kind of come together um, and they'd all have a bit of a meeting for about maybe two minutes and then go through some um, little drill and they'll come back out for the next quarter.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Obviously, uh, David Noble was giving that message to both teams.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Were any other were assistants involved at all, or anything like that, or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There, there was definitely a high presence of the assistant coaches, and and you had the two different benches as well. Um, okay. But just yeah, during the into like the the quarter breaks, um, okay. when they all come together.
0: Okay. No, fair enough. How's the game played by both teams? Was it it trying to move the ball quick uh, through the corridor like you sort of seen with the senior team uh, last season, trying to attack the corridor a fair bit? Was that uh, uh, a a game plan for both teams?
2: Um, Yeah, that was interesting. I I think they balanced it pretty well. They had times in which they would attack through the middle um, or they would attack on the rebound. Um, They also had, it, it was clear that Uh, They were trying to, um, I guess, work on the ability to um, maintain possession of the ball as well. So there were time periods in the game where both teams would um, be looking more for the the short, quick option and then build towards the 50 rather than um, kind of coming through the middle.
0: Yeah, sort of trying to rebound quick. And yeah, you sort of seen it last season, especially the last few rounds. It's, uh, yeah, we're trying to get a bit more of a balance rather than always trying to go through the corridor because teams will pick it up. And and working out pretty quickly, so it sounds like uh, they're probably things that are work they've been working on in the off season that they're uh, they're trying to uh, control the tempo of the game. And like you said, maybe just look for those short passes, not just um, always looking to take the corridor and run from behind, like using Aaron Hall all the time. So, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's uh, an indication of what might be happening during the season. So, which players stood out? We did see highlights of Tarrant Thomas and Horn Francis, which I were they the only two, or there were a number of others that stood out for you?
2: Oh no, there was quite a few. I do have to say those two were really good. Um, Thomas yeah. in the especially early in the first and second quarters was just absolutely lighting it up, um, and yeah. Horn Francis built into it really well as well. But I, I was really impressed with um, the the tall forwards. To be honest, like um, Common Jones, Common and um, Edwards all looked really good, um, okay. which is good because I think that's where we've been kind of concerned about is that whole tall forward, um, um, I guess, uh, group just not knowing whether we're, uh, we're going in the right direction there, but I really feel like cool. we've got a lot of depth there now. Um, Colin Jones looked really strong, presented well, and and so did the other two. So they really impressed me. Um, and then I didn't mind, um, a lot of the first years were really good. Paul Curtis, I thought was really good. Okay. Um, um, Bergman was pretty, um, Pretty strong as well, and we saw Jackson Archer um, cutting off a couple of balls in in defensive fifty as well, and um, making contests, and so it was really good. Honestly, like our young kids looked really, really good, which was so exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, obviously, Horn Francis is he uh,
2: as good as we hype him up to be? There was this one play where he, he got tackled by one and then two and then three and they couldn't get him down. And that was enough for me. I reckon he's going to be real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we're, we're definitely getting uh, pretty excited with him,
0: that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm trying to temper my expectations, like trying to not, not get people too excited. But it's, it's hard when you see things like that and hear things – like that, that um, it's hard not to get excited and, and, and so forth, isn't it? So, yeah, well, did you see, did you notice any really good matchups? Like some, like, you know, a, a defender on a forward that, um, yeah, might, uh, might be, you know, a, a fair, a,
2: a really good contest? Um, yeah, there are a couple. I, I felt like there was a good uh, matchup early and it was, um, it wasn't there for the whole time, but Benny McKay and Charlie Coleman, yeah, uh, and then and actually Benny on on Coleman Jones as well. Those those two, there were some really good battles in there, yeah. um, and he he looks pretty pretty strong, and he like he could be playing round one now. Um, uh, another one I reckon, um, in the midfield I thought was interesting, um, a couple of different um, matchups. I mean we. Had for a little bit, um, Taryn and and Jaden Stevenson um, both matched up with Hugh Greenwood. Oh, okay. Um, so that was interesting because they're a bit more, you know, a bit of a di- different balance um, yeah. in, in style of midfielder. But um, it was good to see, like, the, the boys were putting in a fair effort on him because he's, he's a big fella and, you know, he likes to, to get his contested ball and likes to lay his tackle. So it was good to see that as well. Just for a yeah,
0: up, yeah. Was that a possibility that, um, because Hugh Greenwood is, is a good sort of run with player, that they might be just trying a few things with these types of players? That, uh, look, you're going to get this, uh, this amount of attention during a game that, that maybe you know, like you've got to try
2: and find a way to break through it. You, do you think that was, um, the thinking there? I, I think that's quite possible, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's definitely something that David Noble could, um, I yeah. guess decide. Um, throughout the season because he, he can do it. Like, he's shown that he can do it. So, yeah, yeah. I you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a possibility. What about uh, Will Phillips? How did he go into midfield? Um, look, I think he was good. He's still kind of finding his feet, I reckon. Um, yeah. Like, there's just a couple of times where um, he gets caught with it. But, you know, yeah. that that handball of his, um, he just knows where to find the players. Yeah. Um, a- as soon as he's good to go, he's going to be an absolute gun. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he's still building in. Um, but he wasn't bad on 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 Friday. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Well, if you had to pick one between him and Tom Powell, who looked all right, who would you pick? Like if uh, you know, round one, uh, best twenty-two.
2: Out of those two, I reckon Tom yeah. Powell. Uh, Tom yeah. Powell looked really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, he's um, was he playing uh, predominantly in the centre square, uh, like. Uh,
2: Getting the clearances in the contest, I guess. Uh, they were still floating him around a little bit. Um, okay, but when he was in there, he looked really good. Um, yeah, and yeah, again, like his his Tom Power's decision making is for for his age is so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does some. uh is we've already seen uh, some yeah. of the French stuff he does. Um, yeah, he definitely um he's got uh, good awareness of what's going on around. him. just a player that looks like he's got um more time than uh, a lot of players, and just yeah. um. Yeah, his his hands are very good. And we've seen that first few rounds last season. He he obviously tailed off and maybe he was just uh, hitting the rookie wall and getting an injury here and there and yeah, they put him in cotton wool in the last six weeks of the last season, which might have done good by the sounds of it. He might have had a ripping pre season. So yeah, that sounds all right. What about uh Tristan Sherry, Eddie Ego?
2: Um, see, I thought he was pretty good. Um I yeah. reckon I reckon he's far more suited to the around the ground role than the forward role though. Like yeah. he, he looked really good. Um, you know, his hands were good. Um, okay. he was able to move really well. Um, and I feel like he contributed a bit to the, the, I guess, a link chain up going forward. Um, yeah. whereas I think at times he looked a little bit lost up forward, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, in, in terms of, um, you know, as a tap Ruckman and, and as a Ruckman around the grounds, I thought he looked really, really good and you can okay. see why they're kind of talking him up a bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's plenty of talk, but
0: I've, I've said this before. Do you think he plays round one?
2: Ooh, good question. I mean, who um, is
0: he? Yeah, I guess.
2: Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, No, I but don't think he does. Basically, I I think Coleman Jones just has been far too good to, to keep him out of the side. Yeah, I and mean, would be out of those two, wouldn't it? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think with the, Effort we put into recruit Callum Colin Jones, and the, you know, we sort of really searched him out. You know, I mean, he's more of a, a player that can play forward. And we've seen last season that Tristan Sherry is not, uh, is, is a ruckman that might be able to go for a little spell up the forward line, but he's not a, not a forward that can, uh, spell in the ruck. So, whereas Callum Colin Jones yeah. can do that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, unless there's an injury to Goldstein or he falls off a cliff, then he might get his opportunity. But, um, yeah, we'll, um, We'll see what happens, so yeah, during the course of the year. I think he's just one of those players that's um is gonna be unlucky. Maybe like a, a Braden Pruce from a few years back where he couldn't yeah. get his opportunity after dominating reserves. So yeah, we'll definitely um see how we go with that. So you've mentioned um, you know, a lot of the rookies already, like uh, Jason on Francis, uh Goda, Bergman and all that. Um do you think is a or even Curtis, like there's been a bit of uh, talk about him lately. Do you see any of those other players besides Horn Francis, who's a lock for round one, uh, of getting an opportunity in round one?
2: Ooh, this is a good question because I feel like I feel like there could be a case for a couple of them. Yeah, um, I thought I thought Gota was really exceptional on Friday. Yeah, um, no. yeah that's that's I Paul Curtis could um, because I feel like we do have a bit of. Um, like, we we still don't kind of know where we're at with the small forwards department. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that gives him a big crack. And I, I thought he really put in a lot of work on Friday. Um, So if he was to keep up that effort, I would say he's a borderline best 22 player.
0: Okay. What, what really stood out about him? Like, was it just his class and his just ability to – well, I, I see him as a – like, I don't know if you remember Corey Jones. I see him as a yes. similar type of player like that where he's a high half forward, a high half forward flank. Could he, you know, could is there room for him in a team? Like it's going to be strong for spots, and you know, all, all things being equal, and uh, touch wood that we don't get injuries. That uh, yeah, do you think he is, is that good of a chance to play round
2: one? And uh, what does he bring to the table? You feel? I, I like, I mean, it will be tough for him to crack it in. Yeah, I um, but you're right. I think he he's really good as a kind of a high half forward. He was providing a lot of really good pressure and that's something okay. that i that really stood out to me was that you know he was putting an effort into being at contests and putting an effort at making defensive efforts and was able to kind of find a bit of space when he did get the ball as well okay um, so like i think it was it was not necessarily just the fact that you know what he was doing with the ball when he had it but it was more about what he was doing when he didn't have the ball okay um, oh, not sure
0: yeah, no, Well, I mean, they're an important part of the game, almost just as important as any midfielder these days, to put pressure on rebounded defenders because a lot of teams rely on that transition football from the defensive half to get their scores. So, yeah, I mean, to have that sort of player that can put that sort of pressure on is uh, is going to be very important. And um, if he does that, then he's given himself every chance to to play round one mid. And, and the rest will take care of itself. Like, he's got enough skill that, um, yeah, he, yes. he'll, he'll get his chances as well going forward. So, yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting one because, yeah, I mean, there hasn't been really any talk of him until probably the last week or so. So, obviously, he's um, he stood out last week. Uh, I'll talk about this individual. What about Jared Polak? How did he play?
2: Well, that's a, that's an interesting one because I, like, I had my own opinions on Jared Pollack and I'm sure a lot of North fans had yeah. interesting opinions on him. Um, I thought he came out and played pretty well. He didn't play um, for a bit afterwards. I, I don't know if he's carrying an injury or something, but he his first quarter was really strong. Yeah. Um, he looked pretty good and his yeah. attitude looked pretty good. And I think for me, that's the thing that really stands yeah. out is, you know, whether he's, is, is he here because he wants to be here? Or is he here because he has to be here kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe being re rookie has been a bit of a, um, wake up call for him. I don't know, but I I thought he looked alright. I thought he looked pretty good. Okay, yeah, no, because he's
0: the he, he's the most um, discussed player at the moment. Whether he gets in your best twenty two or not, and i like I feel feel like as far as talent goes, he's probably in our best twelve players. But just his attitude, like you could sort of even tell like, last season. I mean, I don't know if you remember that game. Uh, where he's a sub medical sub and he just yeah. sat by himself not engaging with players running off off the ground and and so forth I think it was against Carlton where we won like he, he just looked like he didn't want to be there and like you said it's it, a lot of it is uh, an attitude whether he wants to be there or he, he you know he's been told to be there basically so yeah he's he's the interesting one so obviously the next few weeks are going to be telling what like, oh, all we've got um I think we've got another intra club match tomorrow and yeah then um, then we've got a practice match. I think it's well, next week or the week. I think it might be next Thursday against uh, Melbourne at Casey Field. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he gets a game in that and um, what what he does in that sort of uh, yeah in that that sort of game. I guess. So any plays you felt like um, you were a little disappointed in?
2: Um, not so much disappointed in. Maybe more so surprised that other players surpassing them. Um, I thought. Okay. I mean, this might be a bit harsh because he was put into a bit of a different role, but I, I thought Curtis Taylor was a little bit underwhelming. Okay. Um, and like, it, it was more so he just didn't um, execute as well, but at the same time, maybe being put into that midfield role that he was put into was a bit of a, um, I guess, confusing thing for him or something like that. So maybe that'd be a bit harsh, but I thought, yeah, I thought there were players that were out there that I didn't think hit were better than him before. I thought were better than him now. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, like
0: you said, if Paul Curtis does the right thing and uh, if Curtis Taylor uh, struggles a bit for the next couple of weeks, then yeah, he might take his spot because I, I think competition for spots is going to be pretty hot. Whereas this time last year, we had we barely had twenty two fit players, so it was just like oh. <laughs> Yeah we're going to have to play these rookies Tom Powell you you're going to have to go straight in the middle Charlie Lazaro you yeah, you're going to have to go on the wing straight away sort of thing so yeah. whereas um th- this this year we've got uh strength in numbers which uh, is is a good thing I feel so yeah overall you're optimistic more optimistic I mean I know it's only a practice match and it, you Yeah, know, probably team, most players are going at 70 80% but you're more optimistic that we can have a better season this this year than last season
2: Yeah I think like same same as what you kind of said before. Don't want to get too um, overexcited this early. Yeah. But there was a lot of really good signs, I reckon, and you know yeah. if we can if we can take advantage of you know playing round one against Hawthorne, maybe we can build into something this season. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably not a bad matchup to have round one against them um, because they're probably <laughs> you know, they're probably a team that's going to be you probably have to think bottom four or six. Uh, at this stage, uh, similar similar to last season. So it'd be good um, to test ourselves against a team like that that might struggle as well uh, this season to see kind of where we're at and, um, yeah, how how we'll go probably leading up uh, into rounds three, four or five would get a bit tougher. So, yeah, no, well, I think that's all I've got for you, Hayden, at this stage, Um, unless you want to add anything else.
2: I've just... No, nah, I think we're good. Um, just yeah. excited, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's been uh it's been a long off season at the moment and um yeah, it's yes. the first time we've had a number one pick. So yeah, it's uh it's definitely uh looking very promising, I must admit. There's a lot of exciting talent and we've got a lot of these kids that are coming through now in their early twenties that have already got forty fifty games, so you they're only gonna get better like an LDU and uh you know Joe Simpson as well is one of best and fairest, obviously. And so, yeah, it's only yeah, Taran Thomas and so forth. So I think things are only going to get um, better over the next couple of years. So, yeah, it's, uh, it sounds very good. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Hayden. Thanks for that.
2: No, I appreciate you having me as well. Thank you so much.
0: So where can people find you on uh, Twitter if they want to chat to you?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm just at Hayden Stringer. Okay. Not too hard to remember. <laughs> no, no, no. If you remember Jake Stringer, you remember your. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And just forget the relation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you might lose a few followers after today. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might get a few Essendon ones, but you might lose a few more. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how we go. Well, you've uh, you've definitely delivered like the package. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much for coming on the show, Hayden. Thank you so much as well. Appreciate it. Love your work. Yeah. No worries. Thanks, mate. appreciate it. So it was good to have those two individuals on the show and just have a general discussion about uh, the men's team. Um, I am still working on getting another episode out this week, but it has been tough. Um, I I have reached out to a number of people without any luck to do a preview of the North Melbourne versus Collingwood AFLW game this uh, Sunday, the all-important AFLW game. Um, so it probably looks likely that I won't be able to get anyone, and I won't be able to do a preview of that game. Uh, if I do, I'll definitely release it in the next day or two. But that uh, that doesn't look likely at the moment. But you can't. I have done three uh, episodes this week, so you can check out all those uh, shows uh, for this week. And last episode, like I mentioned at the start, was with Winston Abraham. So definitely check that one out. That's um. Yeah, that was a fascinating story. Um, that's it. So don't forget to like, subscribe to the show, uh leave a, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. There was a uh, there was another rating um from a couple of weeks ago. I'll have to look that up. I can't remember exactly. Um who it was from, so I'll definitely look that up and uh, give a shout out to that person as well for leaving a a review and um, yeah, that's it for this show and probably uh, this week I will probably look at at this stage it'll probably be another episode early next week but like I said, there's plenty of content uh, and plenty to listen to as far as North Melbourne talk this week from me, so yeah uh, that's it, and today I'll leave a shout out to Matthew Capuano bye for now